the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome to the Frank Sontag Show. I'm Pastor Steve Wilburn from Core Church Los Angeles, and I am filling in today. Hey, let's start the top of this hour with looking at some, well, encouraging words from the Bible. Because, you know, I believe that there are many today that might be struggling with a host of different issues. Uh, someone tagged in yesterday with a little message. How come I'm not talking about the vaccines? How come I'm not talking about some of these other things and taking the shot? It's like, well, because everybody in the news is talking about that. Every single segment on Fox News, everyone's talking about it. I would rather spend a little bit of time today talking to those that are hurting inside because some of you might be feeling broken. Maybe some of you are just barely hanging on. You know, there was an uh, emergency alert on all of our cell phones here in Los Angeles a little earlier that there is a spike in L.A. County of COVID cases. Like, oh, no, not again. We have crime that is skyrocketing. Many are battling just to hang on in view of all of these challenges that we have here today. So let's turn to the Word of God. You know, it was the Apostle Paul that was having to endure very adverse circumstances in his life. We're not sure exactly what it was, but we know this. It was painful. And the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, he says, And because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given to me, get this, a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to keep me from exalting myself. Oh, wow, you don't want that to happen. Well, concerning this, the Apostle Paul said, I entreated the Lord, not once, not twice, but three times, that it might depart from me. And he had said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness, So the Apostle Paul said, then, most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with the weaknesses, with the insults, the distresses, the persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow. Wow, if we could only get to that place. Because living with hardships and afflictions, hey, listen, you know as well as I do, it's not easy. Paul lived with what he called a thorn in the flesh. I wonder if there's anyone listening right now that you feel just like Paul with all of the adverse circumstances that you're having to deal with. Well, God's plan for Paul, just like for us, is bigger and better than our plan that we have for ourselves. Yet God knows when we live with a thorn, it keeps us usable. 
When we have to live with a thorn in our flesh, it keeps us available. And most importantly, it keeps us humble. There's an old pastor. His name was Alan Redpath. And he said this quote, The darkest hour in a man or a woman's experience is always just before the dawning of a new light. I wonder if something is getting ready to change in the midst of your circumstances. I remember what the Bible says in Psalm 94, 14. It says, For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. Wow, isn't that good news today? Boy, in the midst of all the bad news that we have, in the midst of all the miserable news that's out there, isn't it nice to know that for us, those who have embraced Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that the Lord will not abandon us. Remember, there's always a purpose to our pain. It's very important to know that. There there is a plan for every hardship. There is a reason for every experience that we go through. And what's God's objective? What is, what is his overall goal? It's to mold us and to make us into his image. Yes, it could be said that the very thing that you think is going to break you, the very thing that you're enduring right now that might crush you, the very thing that you think would just turn you to dust and ashes could possibly be the very thing that's, that God is using to mold and to make you into his image. See, God's fold, it, his provision for us is twofold. In verse 9 of 2 Corinthians 12, there was what he said was that God's grace is sufficient for us, number one. And number two, get this, God said that his power is perfected in our weakness. Meaning, first, God's grace would never run out for us. Isn't that good to know? His unmerited favor for you and for me will never run out that it would somehow carry us through. See, the Apostle Paul was going, he was going to make it. He was going to go the distance. Why? Because God's provision would never end in his life. And if it wasn't going to end in the Apostle Paul's life, it's not going to end in your life either. Jesus said that my strength is made perfect in our weakness. Wow, isn't that a crazy thing? God's strength is made perfect. It's perfected in our weakness. That word strength in the original Greek language comes from this Greek word dunamis. It's it's where we get our English word dynamite. So this strength that we're talking about is like a, a dynamic dynamite strength. It's not just any power. It is a miraculous power. And it's bigger than we are. Why? Because it's not of us. It's God's power in us. And it's God's power that's made available for us. For every aspect of our life, it's power over nature. It's power in influence. It's power over some moral dilemma that we could be in. It's power 
in giving us the ability when we don't have ability. Again, this is Pastor Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles, and we're talking about pain and and struggle and strain. Uh, Many of us are facing here in the day and age that we're living in, and it could be just because of all the circumstances and the chaos that's in the world right now, or maybe it's the result and the fruit of bad decisions that we made. But, But either way, it's still pain. It's pain in difficult circumstances. And I think all of us maybe have had that thorn in the flesh, that thing that is an irritant, the thing that follows us around, and and maybe some are really dealing with that right now. But Jesus used this power that he makes available to us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. His power is perfected in us. This is the very same power that Jesus had inside of him because as you know Jesus also had a massive thorn in the flesh in fact he wept about it don't you remember there on palm sunday when Jesus rode into Jerusalem and it was the partying a festive activity they were all crying out you know here he comes hosanna hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord as they were crying out from psalm 118 yes he, it's the messiah he's here to save us and yet we see Jesus and he's weeping weeping How could you be weeping? Wait a minute, Jesus, put on the the party hat here. Pull the party poppers. We're all excited for you. Yet Jesus knew that in just simply a few days, that those same voices that were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, some of those voices would be crying out, crucify him. And we found him a few days later in the Garden of Gethsemane with tears of blood coming out of his pores. Dr. Luke pointed that out in his book, The Gospel of Luke. It's called hematidrosis. It's where we, the capillaries literally in, in our head will break and the, and the blood will flow into our sweat glands. And Jesus was so upset about what was happening that he was literally sweating drops of blood, recognizing that he was about to be viciously bludgeoned to death as a human sacrifice for the sins of all humanity. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus cried out to the Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. But as you know, there there was no other way. There was no other way of deliverance that was given. But God's strength was made perfect in that weakness. Yes, and God's perfect strength will be made in our weaknesses today. No matter what some of you might be facing today, that term made perfect is the same root word that Jesus used on the cross when he said, it is finished. Oh, know this. God's strength will carry us through to the end. Did you know that? No matter what you're facing today, no matter what struggle that you are dealing with, the strain of life, those of you that are listening on the radio right now, 
God is going to get you through to the end. You don't have to stay in bed. You don't have to pull the sheet over your head. You are going to make it. We are all going to make it. And if we lose a loved one and they go home before us, guess what? To the true believer, we will see them again. God will continue our purpose with his provision. Understand, the life of living with a thorn or a horrible circumstance in our life, look, it is not easy. If you find yourself today with circumstances that are really quite overwhelming to you, I just want you to know right now that I am so sorry that you're having to face this difficulty in your life right now. And I know that this difficulty is is so frustrating, yet these frustrations will reveal the power of God in us. The frustration can seem to be weakening to us, yet that's when God's power can be energizing to us. Yes, those circumstances can be painful, yet God's power can be victorious. Know this, we're not to focus on the thorn, but we're to focus on the transforming power of the cross. Yes, God desires great things in you and me. And realize that even in the midst of the hardship, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the difficulty that you woke up with today, today on this day, realize that we still, in the midst of the circumstance, we have great purpose. And if we allow God to move inside of us, if we will allow God and allow His purpose to be, to be made perfect and evident in our life, as we focus on His provision for us, and what's His provision again? That His power would be made perfect in our weakness. Oh, dear saints, brother and sister in Christ, listen, if you're treading down the path of pain today, I can say this, fear not. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love in a sound mind. And know this, whatever path of pain that you are on today, the Lord has already walked down this path before you. And he will never, ever leave you. He will never, ever forsake you, ever So as you journey down this path of pain, learn from everything you can. Draw close to your Savior every day by opening His Word, by going before Him, sitting before Him. Learn in this time of difficulty to hear His still small voice in the very depths of your soul. For our gracious Savior and Lord would have you to share all that you learn on this most difficult path that you find yourself on today so that you can be used by our glorious God to touch the lives of others that are also headed down on this same path of pain so that they too can one day stand in the presence of our wonderful God in heaven one day. You know, we're told in Second Corinthians 4.16, he says, And we do not lose heart. 
Though the outer man is decaying, yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing in us, you and me, it's producing in us a, a new light of glory that we might not just look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen, they're eternal. Yes, there's a light affliction that we're all going through. Light affliction, what does that even mean? Well, when you look up the, the Greek words for that, the word light means, well, light. Light is a feather. But the word affliction means heavy, burdensome. And so what God is saying by this light affliction that you could be dealing with today, that yes, it's heavy, yes, it's burdensome, but in the scope of all eternity, it will only seem like a light affliction for this season of life. He goes on in 2 Corinthians 5.1. It's just the same thought before chapter breaks were put in. He says, for we know that if this earthly tent, what's the earthly tent? Is it talking about some pup tent that we buy at Walmart? No. He's talking about our very body itself. Our very body. This, what houses our spirit that's going to live forever. He says, for we know that if this earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down because we have affliction, we have pain, we have difficulty. He reminds us that we have a building from God waiting for us. And it's not made with hands. And it's eternal in the heavens. I was talking to a dear friend just this morning. And his wife has just come off of several months of chemo. And we just learned a couple weeks ago that, that the cancer that they were treating was gone. And we, we were rejoicing and we were just so thankful and just rejoicing in the Lord. But yet in our conversation this morning, they found out that there was another cancer found. And so I just told this person, I said, look, as we're continuing to walk down this path of pain, we're going to continue to walk with her. And listen, pray for her. The Lord knows who she is. But would you just pray for her? And she shared with me and my wife this morning how the Lord has been sharing with her for the last couple of weeks that, that he came to give her life and life abundantly. Let us not lose heart today, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter What's happening in our world today? The, the chaos is breaking loose everywhere we turn. And, oh, COVID, it's, it's spiking again. And put your mask back on and all of these things. Let us not lose heart today. I love what Jesus told us in John 16, He said, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you might have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. It was Charles Spurgeon, known as the Prince of Preachers, that said this quote, Our anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, but it only empties today of its strength. And if there's someone that's listening right now and you're filled with anxiety your heart is overwhelmed. Maybe there's others that are broken and you just don't even know how you're going to get through the day. Some of you are just burned out on life. 
just burned out. Like, I'm just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Listen, if that's you and you're not sure where you're at, maybe there's some prodigal sons and prodigal daughters out there that are listening that you've kind of just got yourself caught up in a sin and and you're just kind of, you've been falling away from the Lord. You feel like you've been severed from your relationship with God. And maybe there's even some out there that you've never really embraced Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. But you're looking at the world. You're looking at science trying to fix everything. And it's not getting fixed. Maybe you just need to have the hope of heaven inside. Hey, let me ask you just a, a basic question. Right here, listening on the radio, right now, sitting on the freeway, sitting in traffic, let me ask you this. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven? If, you're lo- if your heart has lost hope, would you like to have hope? The Bible says in Acts 3.19, he says, Repent, therefore, and return to the Lord, so your sin may be forgiven, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Is there anyone listening right here, right now, that needs a time of refreshing from the hand of God? Is there anyone listening right now that needs to be revitalized in their very soul? We can walk around and look on the outside and say, oh, everything is fine to everyone we run into. But when Jesus looks at us, the Bible says he looks right through us, that we are a clear transparency. If Jesus was looking at you right now, would he see brokenness? Would he see heartache? Would he see pain? Listen, if there's anyone listening right now and you want to get right with the Lord, And you just said, Lord, I just need you in my life. You say, Pastor, I just need you in my life. Listen, if that's your desire right now, how about this? How about you just pray and ask him to take that pain away? And if that's your desire right now, then you can pray a simple prayer like this. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. My heart is filled with pain. My life is broken. But I need you. Yes, I believe you died for me. I believe they buried you in a grave. I believe that you rose again from the dead. Would you come inside of me? Would you give me new life? Be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, and be my friend. Wow, if you just prayed that prayer, I am so excited for you. And we're going to take a short break. And I'm so thankful that you're listening today. And we got an exciting, exciting interview coming up right now. So don't go away. This is Pastor Steve Wilburn, Core Church, Los Angeles. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Pastor Steve Wilburn with. Core Church Los Angeles, and this is the Frank Sontag Show, and I am filling in here today, and I'm so excited about our next guest here. This is going to be a total blessing for you, and I would suspect that many of you know this guest here. She starred in the hit movie, I Can Only Imagine. Her name is Madeline Carroll, and she played in the movie the wife of Bart, you know, the lead singer of Mercy Me. Uh, And so, Madeline, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) So I hear 
And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I hear that you were discovered right here in Sherman Oaks, California. I was. I was discovered at a nail salon, um, and it was right by the McDonald's on Ventura Boulevard, and um, God literally just changed my life that day. I actually went with my aunt. I was three years old, and my chair just so happened to be back-to-back with a talent agent. She overheard me talking um, while we were getting our nails done, and she came around the corner and was like, I want you to come in and audition for me. So my aunt told my mom. My mom drove me over. And literally, she had to read the lines to me off the page because I couldn't read yet. And I went in and auditioned for her. And she was my agent for 11 years. Oh, my goodness. Now, I also hear all these things. And it wasn't through fortune cookies. You know, I I don't do those. But (laughs) I hear that you did 65 national commercials. Yeah, actually... I think I did almost almost 100, more like 80 wow. and up. Yeah. Okay, so give me a couple commercials that you were in that people would recognize. Like, what are a couple of the big ones that you did? I was in an AT&T commercial. I was in a Subway commercial. A lot of people know me from the Subway commercial. I did, um, I think my first one was for Imodium AD, and my dad gets diarrhea on the beach. Um, <laughs> oh, it was great. a really fun one. Oh, my um, goodness. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing about that is the last mile is always the longest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, um, I did um, uh, some State Farm commercials, um, um, Nesquik, uh, just uh, toys. I, I just got really opened a lot of doors for me with commercials. It was um, wow. unreal. Yeah, I've been doing them my whole life. Well, now, I, I, so here's the question. So, okay, you did all these commercials and all of that, but how in the world did you get picked for this part? And I can only imagine. Well, funny story. So um, to make it quick, I, I'd been acting for forever, like I said, and um, I kind of hit this sort of, wouldn't really say a dry spell because it was like a self-inflicted dry spell in my career yeah. because I just didn't want to take on some of the roles that were coming my way. Once I hit like 15, 16, the yeah. material just changed. So it was kind of like I, I took a little mini uh, hiatus, you could call it, and um, I actually uh, auditioned for this lovely gentleman whom some of you might know named Harold Cronk. He did uh, a bunch of the uh, Christian films that we've seen in recent years and I auditioned for him um, on crutches didn't get the part and kind of had like this whole little mini meltdown with the Lord uh, in my bathroom floor Uh, I was like God I don't know if I'm supposed to act anymore what do you want me to do and I said God if you still want me to act then you need to send me something and I said send me something that would edify you and that's how I'll know that I'm still called to be here and literally like Within minutes, I get a phone call from Harold Cronk offering me a part in God Bless the Broken Road. So that was my answered prayer. And then right after I got done filming that, I'm at a commercial audition, meet this woman who's going to play my mom in the audition. She says, hey, you need to go out for a movie called I Can Only Imagine. I know you. You're a Christian, right? And I was like, yeah. And she said, yeah, you, you got to go out for that movie. So called my manager. Manager called Beverly Holloway. And Beverly Holloway was like, we've been trying to get a hold of Madeline. We didn't think that she was available. Went in, met the Irwins, and um, literally just knew. Like, I knew. When I met John Irwin specifically, I was like, I- I'm going to do this movie. I-, I'm- I-, I have to, like, I have to do this movie. And God opened the door, and that's how I got it. I remember a few years ago, I talked to John Irwin for about, I don't know, we started talking in, like, uh, we talked for like two hours. It was at a Harvest Crusade because that's where I met you at a yeah. Harvest Crusade. And so this is a few years ago. And we started talking and all of a sudden we looked around. The entire stadium was empty. It was only me and John left no in there. Like they locked us all and we had to walk around forever just to try to get out of the stadium. Wow. And, but uh, I, you know, I really, 
my conversation with John Irwin started because I had watched the movie Woodlawn, uh, which is really, I mean, I think almost my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, John Voight was in that and true story. And, and it was before I can only imagine, you know, came out, I think it was before they started working on it even, you know? And so, uh, or maybe they were working on it at the time, but anyway, and it's just like, I'm like, wow, I really like this guy. I really like what he's doing. And, and I think, all Christians know that, you know, sometimes I'm just saying, just being honest, sometimes on Christian movies, uh, the storylines are always very good. But sometimes the acting is, well, it, it's a little subpar. Did I just say that? Sorry, don't hate me. But it's like you but you watch them as a believer because uh and watching these movies because the storylines are so good. So the storyline takes over. And so you kind of tolerate maybe the uh, kind of B ratedness of the movie. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, this movie comes out Woodlawn with unbelievable, like star power, great, everything just perfect. And then I can only imagine we played this movie and I was telling you this last night, we played it at our church in the parking lot. We called it super Sunday and we played it. And if I would have known that you were right here in LA, because I, you know, here I, I know you, but I didn't realize you were right here in LA. I would have had you come out when we played it. But uh, again, this I is could Pastor- have performed it live for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is Pastor Steve Wilburn, Core Church, Los Angeles, and I'm interviewing Madeline Carroll. Uh, she uh, played a, a huge role in the movie. I can only imagine. And so we're just talking here. So Madeline, tell me. Let me go back a little bit. You know, because here you did this great movie. Now I want to talk about another great movie that you had a huge huge hand in but before we get there how did you come to know Christ as your savior um well I had always been a a Christian my parents are Christian and uh, always took me and my brothers to church but for as long as I can remember I've loved the Lord and I've always had a special relationship with God literally as as far back as I can remember but when I started really reading my word and understanding what the word said and having a desire to want to like walk that out was when I was probably like nine years old I remember going in to read my bible and I just I've always loved God I've always known that he was there for me and I know that sounds really cliche probably to a lot of people but we've just always been friends we've always well let me let me talk about the bible for you you know for a second here okay because one of the things I remember about you when I first met you several years ago was this Bible of yours. It's like, so you don't have it with you right now, or at least I don't see it, no. okay? But it, I, this is what I remember, and this is, you know, what a way to remember you, okay? Because I remember, you know, meeting you at a Harvest Crusade and talking to you, and you had this big Bible, you know, and I, I, I'm another big Bible person here, and you had tabs hanging off, little post-it notes. I mean, it's like this thing looked like a total disaster. I mean, some people have these Bibles that are so beautiful. They're just perfect in every page. is barely wrinkled and everything. Your Bible looked like a, a, a tank ran over it, and it was just completely thrashed. And, and one of the things that I have learned in life as being a believer for decades now is when you see a Bible that is completely thrashed, Usually the person who owns that Bible, their heart is not. Mm-hmm. But when you see a Bible that's all perfect and everything, usually the holder of that Bible, their life is messed up. So 
how did you get into the word? How did, how, how did that change you? Well, the first thing I remember really connecting to in my Bible is uh, Proverbs chapters one through three. And it says, um, you know, basically, if you follow my instruction and you heed wisdom and knowledge, like things will not only just go well for you, but he'll be there. And I remember really just believing that, believing that with my whole heart. And I just started reading and highlighting and reading and highlighting and um, just just trusting it. I, I, I literally just, I started trusting it, started trusting that he had my best interest at heart. And also I feel like that lines up too. Like as I was walking out my life and my career started, like different things, doors started opening. I just, God proved that to be true when we were walking together. So what I was reading at home in private, I just so happened to have, you know, things opening doors for me and God making things happen for me. So it just, it all lined up and worked out. And I just learned to trust God at a very young age that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, um, you know, when I was, I was so young when God opened these doors for me to be leads in a movie. When I got swing vote, my mom prayed around that casting office seven times, like the walls of Jericho until I got the part. And, um, he's just, I don't know. I, I've just always loved my word. Wow. Amen. I think about what David said in Psalm 119, verse 9. He says, how does a young man or a young woman keep their way pure? And he goes on to answer that in verse 11, by keeping it according to thy word. Thy word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It sounds like that's what you did. Listen, this is Pastor Steve Wilburn with Core Church Los Angeles, and we're interviewing Madeline Carroll. And we will be right back. Thank you so much for listening, but don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back. This is Pastor Steve Wilburn with Core Church Los Angeles, and I'm in studio here with actress Madeline Carroll, who played a part, and I can only imagine she played the wife of the lead role there for Bart of Mercy Me. And, you know, Madeline has been used by God in so many different areas. Uh, Jeremy Camp's a really good and close friend of mine, and his hit movie, I can, you know, I still believe, uh, if many of you have have seen that. Well, God really opened up a door for Madeline to really help in the making of that movie. And so God has just done so many things in this young lady. And she shared a verse with me yesterday when I was talking to her. It's out of Zechariah 4.10. It says, for who has despised the day of small things? So Madeline, as we as we continue in our conversation here, and just hearing about how God has really developed this relationship with you, because you were raised in a Christian home by wonderful parents and all of that. But I, I'm thinking about how many people we're talking to here today that, you know, they didn't have maybe that same upbringing. They didn't have, you know, this very supportive Christian family with a mother that was praying all over her daughter and, and praying for you know, God to open up these doors and, and how many uh, parts that, that came to you that you couldn't take because you're a Christian and you love the Lord and you, and you couldn't do the things that these parts uh, uh, wanted you to do and, and how you waited upon the Lord and he blessed that. But what would you have to say to those that are listening right now that they feel like maybe secondhand goods maybe they feel like well god's not opening all those doors for me uh you know i don't even know if 
the Lord even knows about my situation and my problems right now. I mean, I, I know I'm giving you a whole host of questions, but what would you say to those that are maybe hurting today? The thing I always try and do uh, first is um, I, I always ask God when I hit when I'm hitting something hard, Lord. Who has walked through this before me? Who has went this way before? And when I read my word, like, for me, I really respond to Hagar and her story. I know she's kind of an odd character in the Bible, but just because she wandered. And sometimes, especially in the things that I'm believing God for, I feel like I'm wandering. So I would say find yourself in the word. If you don't have a mom or a dad or a family that supports you, look at David. Look yeah. at what God did with David's life. He w- He wasn't even asked to come to be brought before um, Samuel. He wasn't even considered. So I always try and find someone closest to my situation or what I'm going through in the Word, and I see how they responded to things. I see how God walked with them through things. And those are verses that I really hold on to. And um, that that would be my first encouragement. Um, Speaking of that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm so intrigued with you. So what would be, and I think everyone should have a life verse, and I don't think people... A lot of people don't have a life verse. Give me one of your life verses. Oh, my gosh. Uh, One of my favorite verses of all time is uh, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Amen. Um, I love that verse so much, and I I think about that verse so much, and I I really, really stand on it because even even in the season I'm in right now, I've seen God do good things, and I've seen God do uh, incredible things in my life, but I always sort of question the call, especially when things get a little hard. I'm like, God, is this still what you want me to do? Is this still where you would have me? And I always think of that verse, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. He does not take them back. And that just blesses me so much because it just makes me know, you know, I have this gift of acting for a reason. Uh, It's not just for me to have fun with. It's not just for me to play around with. It's to give back to God and be used for His glory, and that keeps me going. Yes. That my flesh and my heart may fail, but God remains my portion forever and the strength of my heart forever. And so, well, let I, me ask you another question. See, you're you're provoking all these questions in me. What about the person who's listening right now? And again, this is Pastor Steve Wilburn, Core Church, Los Angeles. I'm interviewing Madeline Carroll, uh, actress of I Can Only Imagine movie. Uh, And so what would you say to the person listening that says, well, it's easy for you to say because you have gifts. You're an actress. Uh, I don't have any gifts. What would you say to that person? I don't have any gifts. I would say, I think that. I think that that's uh, definitely disqualifying yourself before you've even tried, uh, you know, to do anything with it. And and I think that that's the enemy discouraging you before you've had a chance to even, you know, sitting yourself out of the game before you've even tried to play. Um, I would say pray and ask God, you know, what is it that you've given me? What is it that I haven't discovered about myself yet? Sometimes it'll surprise you. Like, I didn't know, just to touch back on what you're mentioning with I Still Believe, I, I didn't know I could write. I didn't know I was a writer. That's something I never even, I didn't even do that in school. And all of a sudden, a moment arised in my life where God's like, okay, do that. And then I'm like, okay, and I try. So here we are with this hit movie about Jeremy Camp that most of us know who he is. He's all over the, you know, the radio on on, on music. And, And you are a key player in the writing of that movie. Now, you told me 
uh, it, because you were able to help produce this thing and everything that you were asked to do this. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. What does that even mean? You had to go to Google. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does this even mean? Full on had to Google. So um, for those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, the, I, I got to be a chance of helping work on Jeremy Camp's movie. And I've never written a day in my life. And all of a sudden, John and Andy Irwin, who made, um, I can only imagine, made this movie with Jeremy Camp. And they asked me to come to their office. And on my way to their office, I told you I had this this feeling that God had something for me there. I had no idea what it was. Uh, it was very strange. You know, I thought this is so weird why they would want little old me to come and see this new production office. And I just knew that God had a purpose because it was just too strange. So I go there and um, I'm feeling fish out of water. They have me come back again to their office. Again, I feel the call of God. And then all of a sudden they say, Madeline, we want you to write the treatment for the Jeremy Camp movie. I literally, my mouth, hang, it literally hung open. And before I could even say no, my spirit said yes, because I had already been prepared um, in my heart that God had something for me there. So I say yes, I go home, literally sit down and Google how to write a treatment. I start crying. I'm like, God, how am I going to do this? I've never did this before. This is so crazy. But I knew that God had a purpose. And I knew that if he was in it, I would be okay and the end result would be okay. And I said, God, you're going to have to do your thing because I can't. And um, I wrote this treatment, uh, turned it in before Thanksgiving, uh, went to their office a week later, and they said, Madeline, how much did we love it? We're going to put it in first position, and we're going to go forth with the Jeremy Camp movie first, and we want you to stay on and write this with us. Wow. A complete and utter miracle. That's a gift that I did not know that I had, but God did, and God brought it out in the right time. Yeah. And he'll do that for That's you. That's right. And, and, and God has something for all of us. I think that we forget as believers uh, when the Bible says uh, that, do you not know that you're the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? I mean, th- think about that. Every believer, the spirit of God dwells in us. And uh, I think all of us, uh, you know, we're, some are more lacking than others, we might think and everything. But God is not looking for uh, ability. He's looking for availability. And, and it's like when we make ourselves available, that's when God can show himself mighty in our lives. And that's what God did in your life. And, and it's like, so here are all of these things. And I, I'm still thinking like, boy, you know, there's, there's people listening that's just like, well, yeah, but you don't know me. You, you, you don't understand. Uh, you know, I've done this in my life. I've done that in my life. And it's like, uh, what do you say to someone when their past is trying to dictate their future? I would say, you know, I might not know those things about you, but God does. God knows you frontwards and backwards, and you cannot hide from him. You are totally naked before God. God knows, not only does he know all your faults and all your your wrongdoings and all these things and still care for you and still love you, but he knows the secret desires of your heart that you, you might not even tell somebody, that you might not even tell your mom and dad who may or may not pray over you or not pray over you. He knows every secret inside your heart and your mind and he cares about every single one of them and God doesn't this is something I've really learned is God doesn't give desires for no reason like before I got that opportunity with Jeremy Camp I had already had a a, a desire to start creating things for other girls like me and boys like me in Hollywood that wanted to do something wanted to use their gifts but didn't get those opportunities so I would just say you know you're, you're naked before the Lord and he knows everything he's you're already exposed before 
for him and he's your worstest critic and he still loves you. So just resting in that and knowing that he is a good father and he'll, he'll take you where he's supposed to take you if you just are available, like you said. And I think for some people, uh, you know, if they've had a really good dad and a good relationship with their dad, I think it's a little easier for them to embrace this whole thought of, uh, you know, our father in heaven, our papa, our daddy, our Abba in heaven. But there's a lot of people that had a horrible relationship with their dad. So them trying to relate to this father in heaven and they've never had any example. I think that's hard for them. So, you know, before we end here, uh, Madeline, here just in the next like one minute here, because we have to, you know, go for a break here. But uh, could you, I'm going to ask you to do something you weren't planning on, but I just feel the Lord is kind of moving us here. Would you pray for this radio audience and just ask God's blessing on those that are hurting right now? Yes, I would love to. God, um, I just thank you, Lord, for every single person listening right now, Lord. I thank you, God, for their life, and I thank you, Lord, that they are valuable. Whether they see themselves that way or not, God, I thank you for their value, Lord. I thank you, God, that they bring something to the table, whether they know it or not, Lord. And I just pray, God, that right now you would begin, Lord, to inspire their hearts again, God. Inspire their minds again, God. Maybe they've tucked away a dream or a desire a long time ago because they don't feel worthy, they don't feel good, or maybe their uh, surroundings, God, they just feel like they'd never get there, they'd never make it, Lord. I just I just pray, God, that you would just come in and speak with them right now, Father, that those dreams would be reignited, God, that those thoughts would be reignited, Lord, and that you would let them know, God, that they are able, God, that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, Lord, that they don't go away, God, and that you don't just give them for no reason, Father. Amen to that, and God bless you, and thank you for listening today. Thank you, Madeline. God bless you. Thank you.